and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And thank you for joining us on this episode 30 Woo-hoo. of Bury the Lead. Um, today we are going to talk about cold and flu season because I have one of those things. <laughs> We're also going to talk about the month of November and why it kind of sucks and why it's the worst and we're also going to be talking about the girls rock camp movement which is finally coming to winnipeg so aaron how was your week it was okay um halloween was on monday tuesday tuesday God, i don't even know what day of the week is. <laughs> today is thursday thank you we this episode comes out on friday yes so, uh, yeah, Halloween was on Tuesday. I, I live in an apartment, so we don't really get trick-or-treaters. So I went to my mom's house, my mom and dad's house. Um, and I walked in, and she was just sitting on her little, like, hallway bench with her iPad playing solitaire because <laughs> she didn't want to keep getting up and down from the TV room. And uh, there weren't that many kids, maybe, like, 35, 40. Yeah, I think we had – I actually remembered to count this year, oh, and okay. we, had, we had 37. See, we had a couple really big masses of kids that I just lost count because there were so many of them just whipping up there and taking my candy. Well, and it's so hard to plan because yeah, it, like one year we ran out and we ran out mid large group of oh, tweens. Oh, no. And so literally the first three Here's in the group. <laughs> yeah, we're like, sorry. <laughs> we all out. So we were trying to prevent that from happening. But now I have so many tiny chocolate bars in my house. See, that sounds like a non-issue to me. It's <sighs> bring them to work. Everyone loves free candy. <laughs> um, and then I also got some sort of illness. So that's yeah. why my voice might sound super raspy, super raspy, extra um, sexy. And then earlier in the day, Miss Lonely Hearts came into the free press office and brought us all candy, which is really nice. She's very good at bringing treats. Yeah. She came and she had a witch's hat on and every holiday, like, like Valentine's clockwork. Day, she brings us chocolate. Like it's great. So yeah. thanks. Thanks, Maureen. Shout out to Miss Lonely Hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a few shout outs that I want to give. Costume wise? Costume wise. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. So my very first trick-or-treater was a little triceratops. And oh. I think it was his first Halloween. Oh, my heart. And so his parents took him out really early. And they were looking for, as as Halloween protocol dictates, you look for like pumpkins that are lit up. And like right. houses that are like, we're ready to go. And uh, they noticed that I was lighting the jack-o'-lantern. So they kind of made eye contact with me. And then he yelled, trick-or-treating at me from across the street. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, come over. <laughs> You've earned it. You win. And then my next door neighbor's little girl was dressed as a ladybug and she invited herself into my porch which i felt was really realistic since ladybugs have been inviting themselves into my porch (laughs) all fall ladybugs or asian beetles i would have given her parents a hundred dollars if they said well actually she's an asian beetle (laughs) (laughs) so she was cute and then one of our other little neighbor kids who is hilarious um i see her all the time on the street just like out for walks and whatever with her mom and her dog and i'm pretty sure she was dressed as santa claus which is amazing (laughs) yes and uh yeah so there was lots of cute kids and lots of like very polite and earnest tweens which i was also yeah i didn't get any sort of angry teenagers which is great because there's been some pretty sassy ones in the past it's true but these ones were like very like have a great evening i'm like (laughs) you too dear But my mom said, I missed this one because he came really early, but she said there was a little boy, maybe like a year and a half, two years old. Mm -hmm. She opened the door and she was like, hey, come on in just to get the candy. And he just waltzed right into the house, (laughs) went into the kitchen. My dad was like laying on the couch. She's like, hello there. 
And uh, he just helped himself to all the candy and his parents were just like, Jojo, come back. And he's like, whatever, mom and dad. I noticed too that kids seem to not be able to take the pillowcase out anymore. What do you mean? I saw no pillowcases. I saw very size appropriate bags. Really? Yeah. I saw a lot of like appropriate sized shopping bags. I had a lot of teenagers with backpacks. And I was like, hey, kid, nice backpack. And he's like, I broke my collarbone. And like in a really aggressive way. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sassing you. I think it's a really good idea. So that was an interesting interaction. <laughs> Just picking fights with kids on Halloween. So you recently wrote a story about the Girls Rock Camp, Jen? I did. So in this Thursday's Uptown, I wrote a story um, about Girls Rock Winnipeg, which is part of a, it's basically a whole global movement of like day camps for girls and trans and non-binary folks. So even though it's called Girls Rock Camp, it's inclusive of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it started in Portland in the early 2000s as I think like a project by a woman's studies major but then it turned into like this phenomenon so now there's camps all over the states canada elsewhere in the world and uh like the advisory board for their main fundraising body has like tegan and sarah and kathleen hannah oh, that's and awesome Beth ditto on it so P.S. very cool tegan and sarah just played the pantages theater they did and tegan did an interview with me and she was lovely but continue they are both lovely i've interviewed both of them not never together but at various points and they are both hilarious and great yeah um but yeah girls rock camp so i was interviewing brandy olenic who's a local guitarist and she had heard about girls rock camps through her friend who works for girls rock saskatoon and uh she was like oh cool like i'll just volunteer with winnipeg's one and then she realized there was no winnipeg's one so she founded it so they're having their first fundraising show uh tonight at the park theater so i highly recommend checking that out and supporting that because it's super cool like basically the format all the camps are independent like they all belong to an alliance but their format is kind of the same um no matter where you go and basically the girls get a week to meet learn an instrument, form a band, write a song and perform it in front of an audience. And uh, most of them for the first time, bananas. right? Yeah. So super cool. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's good to see, like, it kind of reminded me of the story I did on school of rock Winnipeg and just seeing like kids like pick up instruments and learn like the value of teamwork because obviously yeah. in a band you can't like in a way that isn't sports focused, a way that's music focused. So and the value cool. of music too. And the value of music as well. And also I think for girls um, being empowered to, yeah pick up a guitar get behind a drum kit pro anything that builds confidence in young women for sure me too and also um the uh, i was talking to brandy obviously about girls rock winnipeg and something that she would like to see happen as it grows is to include a like workshop on sound engineering because that's a yeah, area the tech, where like the tech yeah stuff behind the scenes because it's really an area important. well yeah and it's an area where women are still really underrepresented like professionally yeah. so yeah and i will say that a good sound engineer will make or break a show it's true. 100%. For I did sure. a story when I was in grad school and I hung out with this sound engineer in New York and we went to all these different clubs that he would do the mm-hmm. sound for. And it was just amazing. Like he'd tweak the tiniest thing just to prove a point to me about something. And it was like the difference was unbelievable. Oh, and it's an art. Like, oh, it totally is. Yeah, for sure. So girls rock camp. Um, the very first one will be happening at the Western Cultural Center this summer and enrollment dates and all that will come out eventually but mm-hmm. um right now they're kind of in the fundraising phase but i'm really happy to see it come to town 
Sounds like your voice is getting a little raspier as oh we God. go. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a Gen cold. Sick. I'm sick. I used to have a doll that was like a sickly doll. I don't know why someone thought this was a fun toy, but you would like <laughs> press on different areas of her body and she would have a different complaint. Oh my God, you have something, <laughs> you have something cute up here. <laughs> I see the Halloween app lives on. It has so many multi-purpose uses. <laughs> um, so this doll wasn't that disgusting, <laughs> but I remember it's like ingrained in my mind. If you pressed on her stomach, she would say, and it would be exactly like this: "My tummy hurts." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, okay. Wait. I feel like I have a vague memory of this existing. Did, was there a thermometer? Yes. You probably okay. also was it green this? and you like twisted and it would get redder like the red would go up. I don't remember. Okay, green and yellow. I do remember that she just had one like where she felt all better. I feel like the word "sick" was in the t- like my sick doll or my sick friend <laughs> or something like that was in the title. My sick buddy. <laughs> You're my sick buddy. I'm your sick buddy. So yeah, my throat hurts. Yeah, she was just like a whiner. <laughs> But uh, that's how I feel this week. Yeah, I'm like so, a whiner. <laughs> like a whiner. So yeah, I took a sick day on Wednesday and today's Thursday and I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm not feeling so high. No. But did you get your flu shot this year? No, and I didn't get it last year and you, you just think I would You were very sick last year too. Yeah. Was it last year? I don't even remember anymore. It was just a day's... Well, I didn't yeah. get my flu shot last year either and then I ended up getting the worst case of strep throat I've ever, like, I've never God. had it before and I thought I was, I thought I was on the way out. Like, I, I was so sick. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, I haven't had strep in a really long time. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know what was happening and then I went to the walk-in clinic and the doctor, like, poked me in my, my throat and he did oh like, he, it was my neck and my head were the same size. Like it was just a straight <laughs> line. And he's like, I don't even need to swab you. Like you have the worst case of strep throat. I have seen in a very long time. I'm going to do the swab anyway. And he was like standing so far away to do it. <laughs> and it usually takes, I think five minutes to react. And he like dipped it in the and solution it like and it's like blue. <laughs> like, like Congratulations. Illness. You have strep. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, go home and eat ice cream and take these drugs and don't leave your couch for three days. And I was like, great. That sounds great. Good prescription. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I have. It's kind of like, I took a sick day actually in order to be preventative instead of waiting until like I'm totally full blown. Right. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. I hope it's not the flu. No, I hope I'm on the precipice and it's been going around the newsroom. There's been a lot of, it has been going around the newsroom. So I wouldn't be surprised. And because we've been working so much, my body's just been like, you mm-hmm. can do it, like power through. But now things are starting to peter off a little bit. Yeah. It's always after a major project. Where exactly. You're like, your like, and like, no. for me, you know, every time I go on vacation, two days in, I get really sick because you're, yeah. you're the germs just take over. And I feel it percolating <laughs> in my body as we speak. So I wouldn't be surprised if next week I'm in a similar position to you. And on the weekend, um, my boyfriend and I went to Grand Forks just for the night and just to like relax and chill out and mm-hmm. do a little bit of shopping went out for dinner had one drink then we came back and went in the hot tub to like chillax and i just use the word chillax on <laughs> you did <laughs> to relax and i didn't make fun of you <laughs> yeah, i could see it in your eyes i'm a hero and then we got some um like mike's hard lemonade from the liquor store nearby the different weird flavors that americans have that we don't have oh like so what we, um like mango something something oh. and cherry lime which was delicious that is a good combination. Cherry lime right. anything is So good. then I had one and you know that I I can handle my liquor pretty well. So like one hard lemonade should typically not do anything. I drank it. <laughs> I just like passed out. I was so tired between the hot tub and the driving and the two drinks and 
And then apparently I had conversations with my boyfriend that I don't remember having. And then I pinched him really hard and went <laughs> pinch, pinch, pinch. And then he said, ow, that really hurt. And I was like, don't be a baby. Don't remember 90% of that conversation. And then I just passed out and took up three quarters of a king size bed. <laughs> you were tired. Is what you were and he's like, yeah, I was really annoyed, but I also didn't want to wake you up because you're so tired. But speaking of cold and flu season, mm-hmm. I was reading in the paper this week that a Winnipeg company invented like this all natural throat spray. Oh, um, called Colflex. Like C-O-L? Yeah. Flex. Okay. Um, and it is a bunch of essential oils, mm-hmm. like oregano, Very popular right now. thyme, spearmint, and lemon. And you just spray it up down your throat. <laughs> up and spray down your throat. Up, spray it down your just, gullet. Just fog that gullet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the germs have already infected my brain, everyone. I don't know about how that flavor combination. I mean, obviously it's not meant to be tasty. It's meant to help your throat but, but to me that's the combinations of a good thanksgiving stuffing with spearmint <laughs> maybe not spearmint no. that's that's the that's the element that makes me go i don't know about this but apparently it has been tested and is effective so well to give it a maybe you should do gen tries i should i should give it a whirlsies because <laughs> i hate having a sore throat it's the worst oh my gosh it's so bad um Especially when you talk for a living. Exactly. Like this is, I'm struggling. (laughs) Um, Cold and flu season is just one of the many terrible things about November, which is my least favorite month in the calendar. Uh I don't, I don't agree. I love November. Yeah. But you also put your Christmas tree up on November 1st. (laughs) I didn't put it up this year on November 1st because we're reorganizing the living room and I didn't want to have to move the tree once I put it up. But you would have. I would have thought about it would have done it i feel like that i would have been kiboshed by my partner but yes because he's probably he's sane normal yeah Yeah. i'm in december 1st house but uh, christmas season starts before that and it shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) honestly i feel like it's getting earlier and earlier every year and i feel like old man yells at cloud right now but like (laughs) honestly like there was we so we PVR'd a bunch of shows from Halloween night because yes. we're like okay we're dealing with trick or treaters we have to yep. PVR the shows and yep. also I PVR'd all my TV yep. I don't know Me why too. I, mean, I hate commercials say, yeah no um and there were so many Christmas commercials and it was mm-hmm. Halloween like we're not even waiting till November first now we're just well we're now just going it's for like it. probably Black Friday stuff I would think it was like holiday themed pajamas oh which I don't know why that needs advertising well those were out anyway. in Target in America when we were there like, like come holiday on. themed onesies like what soon it's gonna start like soon it's well Dollarama had year. their Christmas aisle up in September that is too soon it I, it I was special. a little taken aback by that I will admit. it makes it less special like on, I used to work at Hallmark mm-hmm. and so they have all those collectible mm-hmm. Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. and they would go up in July what yep and it Literal was Christmas like, in July. Yeah. And it was always like the most uh, hated headline in newspaper history. Uh, <laughs> like you're making my life go by so fast. See, Maybe that's why I consider November the start of Christmas season, because I also worked in a sort of seasonally mm-hmm. busy business. I worked at a chocolate shop and um, November was kind of the start of our Christmas season. We get everything packaged and wrapped and corporate orders would start coming in and we start getting really, really busy at, in November. So maybe that's why I'm like hardwired for November to be the Christmas, Christmas creep. I don't like it. Like if there is still jack-o'-lanterns rotting on your step, you should not be decking them halls. Is my opinion. You're wrong.
As always, the final segment of the pod is what we're reading, watching, and or listening to. Jen, what are you doing? I am watching because, mm-hmm. well, I'm also reading, but I'm still reading Alias Grace. It is taking <laughs> it's me, very long. It's taking me a long time. Um, and I just finished watching that as well. But I wanted to take this opportunity to plug a sitcom that I feel like people don't watch because they think it's like too like twee and saccharine, but is actually very like legitimately sweet and touching. And Go that on. is The Middle. The Middle. Yes. Is, so, that a, is that a family channel special? It is or on ABC. It's ABC. ABC family. It's ABC. It's yeah. not. It's regular ABC. Oh, okay. Like it's, I think, believe oh, it's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. which one you're talking about now. Yeah. With, uh, what's her face from the show? <laughs> is it the one with Everybody Loves Raymond, the wife? Yes. Yeah. Her name. Why am Patricia I not? Patricia something? Yes. Yes. Heaton. There we go. We got it. Came, came together. Came we together. But yeah, it's just, it's, and it's in its final season. It's actually been on for so long. Oh. And Nick and I just started watching it because it's a very like, it's basically a family living in like middle America mm-hmm. and they're like exploits, but they're very like, it's kind of like a very extremely diet Roseanne. Like it's very like <laughs> a light and fluffy, like version of that <laughs> where it's like a very regular, normal family that you would recognize, but mm-hmm. without sort of the... It doesn't have as much grit as Mm -hmm. Roseanne had, but I like it because it's like, it's very sweet and touching and often makes me cry without being like cheesy and saccharine. That's very nice. So yeah, I would like, if you need like just family friendly show. Yeah. That kind of like breaks up the ongoing horror that seems to be the world. Like, there you go. And that isn't like a thinker. Like I like smart comedies too, but sometimes you're just like, I need a fluffy. Um, You're talking to the girl who watches 21 minutes before she goes to bed. Yeah. See, you get it. I get it. What are you reading, watching, or listening to? Uh, I'm reading the largest biography that ever existed. Um, it's of Jan Wenner, who st- founded Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, I'm reading it because they're going to be writing a review uh, that I was probably supposed to do this week, but it's just taking me a lot longer than I thought to get through it. Um, it's a lot. I don't know that anybody really needs to know 500 pages worth of stuff about Jan Wenner. Yeah. I'm having, like, a lot of it is family like i'm in the first third so like family background his life prior to starting the magazine which i understand is sort of foundation building information yeah but but i just i'm finding it really hard to get through that's my complaint about biographies and it's actually why i prefer autobiographies like i prefer yeah i prefer memoirs because then at least it's in their own voice yeah exactly they're pulling like sort of the highlight reel from childhood I find biographers too often are like the town was founded in 18. Like, I don't, I don't care about this. Like, I also don't care about like your great grandparents. Like, sorry, I don't. And like, I'm very impressed at the quality of reporting and like just the amount of information um, the author was able to just compile is mind boggling, but it's just, it's too much for me. And also like, unless it's something really interesting, yeah. Or even if it's not interesting, even if it's mundane, but it's interestingly told, that's fine too. Yeah. But like, yeah, I sometimes find it's just a little bit too much information. And it's also like already becoming a little bit repetitive, even I'm only in the first 150 pages. So I'm kind of like ho- hoping that we get to the, to the Rolling Stones stuff. The yeah. Sooner rather than later, but I will keep you all apprised <laughs> as to how it goes. Is your progress through? Yes. I mean, I have to finish it. I promised Ben McPhee Secrets and that I would finish it and write something. So it's going to get done. What else are you working on? 
Uh, next week for Uptown, I am doing a story about the Sky Diggers because they released a new album. And I spoke to Andy Mays as part of our West End Cultural Center piece because they were performing the night that the stage almost collapsed. Mm-hmm. Or not the stage, the floor, rather. The floor, yeah. Um, so we kind of did two birds with one stone kind of thing and talked to him for West End and then talked to him about their new album. So that will be next week. Very cool. Um, I am working on another, not as long-term project as the West End thing, but another project which I will just tease right now. It's about a very famous, very famous Christmas play. (laughs) That's what I will say so far, but I'm excited about it. I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. And, uh, and something I haven't done before. I like the, uh, I like the sort of longer term, like different projects we've been doing lately. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. So I have that coming up and then, um, what else am I working on? I feel like there's a bunch, I feel like it's actually surprisingly busy for November, which is nice. Typically, it's like there's a little bit of a lull typically in November. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it this year. So you can look forward to all of that. As (laughs) always, you can find our stuff at winnipegfreepress.com as well as in the paper. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zaratti on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rabble on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. Bye.